Hello, and welcome back to Illiterate. We've got a bad case of the books. This is episode two. Today, I will be discussing the theme of Ready Player One. If you have already listened to the previous episode, you should sort of understand what happens in Ready Player One, I hope. So I thought I might want to explain an overlying point the author kind of subtly included in the book. This one shouldn't be as long as a summary because I have a lot less to digest and explain, but buckle up for episode two. In Ready Player One, Ernest Cline consistently discusses the importance of living in the moment and staying grounded in reality. One example of this is at location 4577. Wade had just been taken from his apartment by the IOI police, and before he actually went to jail, he was observing the world around him. Side note, I am reading this on a Kindle, and their pages are kind of weird, so I'm using the Kindle locations, hence location 4577. The text states, Using my cuffed hand, I pushed the visor up onto my forehead. The drop cops didn't seem to care or pay me any notice at all, so I craned my head again to stare out the window. I hadn't been out here in the real world for a long time, and I wanted to see how it had changed. There was a very probable chance that Wade would have never escaped prison, so he wanted to use what he could have been the last moments of his life to view reality. Before he died, he valued the world besides the oasis, as he was trying to remember his true identity, not his, like, alter-ego Parsifal. This was a big time of reflection for Wade, because he had just had a very, very dark few months, and he realized his mistake of pouting, and he reflected on his previous behaviors. And in getting arrested, he decided that he needed to focus on his well-being along with Aunt. He observed his previous behaviors and noted that he had not maintained a life because the oasis, or sorry, a life besides the Oasis, and had ignored his responsibilities because he was so stuck up in an alternate reality. While he could have chosen to ignore the real world and the car ride to the prison, he had realized his mistake in blacking out the real world and not living in the moment. That is why he decided to observe the real world. He was attempting to live his life to the fullest, and although he thought his plan was going to work, he decided to enjoy the real world just in case. Another example of this is at location 4062, when Wade had the chat link with Shoto. That's when Shoto explained how the Sixers had killed Dato in real life. They were discussing how the Oasis had a different aspect of their friendship, as Shoto had never met Dato in real life, but they considered themselves brothers, as they were best friends. The quote is as follows. We're gunters, I said, trying to fill the awkward silence. We live here, in the Oasis. For us, this is the only reality that has any meaning. This discussion really got Wade out of his pouting stage because he realized that he had ignored reality for the past few months and stalled. Right now, he was feeling guilty because he was dealing with the repercussions of his actions, as now he wasn't top number one on the scoreboard. Naturally, when one feels guilty, they attempt to justify their actions in an attempt to feel less guilty. That was what Wade was doing here. He was trying to think about how the Oasis wasn't a bad reality, but it wasn't the only one he needed to be involved in. He knew that the relationships had made in the Oasis were certainly beneficial to his life, but he needed to remember that his real life should not be put after the Oasis. Um, So Holiday was also kind of viewed as a wise figure, because he created this alternate world that people felt more confident in, saving people from the harsh reality that they lived in. When Wade won the egg, Holiday's avatar spoke to him about the responsibilities that the victor had. Location 6805 states, Listen, he said, adopting a confidential tone. I need to tell you one last thing before I go. Something I didn't figure out for myself until it was already too late. He led me over to the window and motioned at the landscape stretching out beyond it. 
I created the Oasis because I never felt at home in the real world. I didn't know how to connect with the people there. I was afraid for all my life, right up until I knew it was ending. That was when I realized, as terrifying and painful as it real as reality can be, but it's also the only place where you can find true happiness, because reality is real. This is really the least symbolic place where Ernest Klein puts the message in the book, so I don't think this one needs much explaining. However, when he says you can only find true happiness in real life, he is referring to how the relationships through the Oasis, although they are real, they're not entirely truthful. For example, H was Wade's best friend in the Oasis, but Wade had always assumed he was just like his avatar. When he met her in real life, he also found out that H's real name was Helen and she was a black lesbian female. Although this shouldn't and didn't impact their friendship, it still shows that meeting people in real life is just a different point of view, and it really unmasks all the obstacles that people can use in the Oasis. These obstacles are really created in their avatar, and they can layer their real beauty with completely fake identities and put on a limiting mask, caging themselves in. And finally, the point that I think is probably the most beneficial to proving that this is the theme Ernest Cline intended to be taken from his book. As I've noticed, authors oftentimes try to sneak their themes at the end of their books, as they want these points to be what you remember about their book. At the end of Ready Player One, Wade goes to meet Artemis in person in the gardens. As soon as he gets there, they talk a little bit, and he finds out that her name was Samantha, and blah blah blah, until they held hands, and then, nasty, Samantha leaned over and kissed Wade. Gross. Ugh. The text states, it occurred to me then that for the first time in as long as I could remember, I had absolutely no desire to log back into the Oasis. That's at location 6212. Basically, he realized that the Oasis didn't have the same quality of life as reality. And, you know, he realized that in the wise worlds of Taylor Swift, he had been sleeping so long in a 20-year dark night and he saw daylight. Um, anyway, a being in the moment. He realized that in living in the moment and staying grounded in real life, he could be happy and have the full satisfaction the Oasis had never provided him with. Alrighty, I think you get the point. Wade ignored reality, tried to justify that, and then decided to live up while well, he still could, showing that the theme the author wanted to get through was to stay content by living in the moment. And that could have rhymed if I had said content moment, but, you know, oh well. Also, I think it is slightly related to how the hustle and bustle that society consistently puts on people, especially during like a stressful time of year like um, Christmas and stuff, um, can often cause prevention from that not-that-bad reality. That test is not going to matter in a year, probably. And yes, I am attempting to console myself. That's basically it! If you have any questions, there is a way I can answer them on the show. Voice messages! Just go to anchor.fm slash Lauren B. Campbell. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Lauren B. Campbell. And there's a button you can click to send a voice message asking any question that I can answer on the show. A special thanks to Anchor for hosting this podcast and the listeners for your support. Hope you join us next time. Bye.